Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. My name is Carol Ann Fernandez, and I'm the COO of Glen Eagle. I'm very excited to have our guest today, Dr. Jennifer Linder, professor of Linfield University and a development psychologist who specializes in childhood and adolescence. Dr. Linder has conducted studies on how princesses in media can affect children later in life. In a study from 2016, she found that the princess culture magnified stereotypes in preschool-age girls. A follow-up study, though, has shown that there can be long-term positive benefits of princess culture on how kids think about gender. Welcome, Dr. Linder. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you because I actually have a daughter who is turning two and already into princesses, so I would love to know your thoughts. And I thought we could start with, what is the princess culture? So princess culture refers to our society's love of Disney princesses, the idealized media characters created and promoted by the multi-billion dollar Disney company. Disney princess movies, toys, and merchandise are so ubiquitous in our society that exposure to this princess culture, as we refer to it, is really common part of growing up today. And public concerns surrounding princess culture have focused on some of the common characteristics of Disney princesses. So they're typically characterized as portraying traditional ideas of femininity, such as being passive, helpless, and seeking the love and protection of men. And in addition to these themes, there's an emphasis in princess culture on thinness and physical beauty. And although we tend to associate princess culture as only appealing to girls, Disney princesses are actually quite popular among boys as well. In fact, in one survey, only 4% of girls and only 13% of boys reported that they never engaged with princess media. So this tells us that princess culture is a part of young boys' lives as well as young girls' lives. Wow, that's very interesting. I know you've conducted a number of studies and had different findings. Can you talk about the different studies you've conducted and what you've found and how they've changed over time? Sure. The first study we conducted, which was published in 2016, looked at relations between preschoolers' level of princess engagement and their behaviors and beliefs at that point in time, and then again one year later. And our most recent study was a five-year follow-up of the original participants who are now in early adolescence. And in our research, we define princess engagement as the degree to which children identified with Disney princess characters, how frequently they played with Disney princess-themed toys, and how frequently they watched TV shows or movies featuring Disney princesses. And we had several specific research questions about the possible influence of princess culture on these preschool girls and boys. First, we wanted to investigate associations between exposure to princess culture and how much these children adhered to both female and male gender stereotypes at different ages. We also examined whether princess engagement was associated with children's emerging body image, given the idealized physical beauty that characterizes Disney princesses. And finally, we looked at associations with children's pro-social behavior, because past research examining 
Disney princesses have found that they actually engage in very high levels of pro-social behavior, meaning kind and helpful behavior. Wow. So what did we find? In our initial study, when the participants were preschoolers, we found that princess engagement was associated with more female gender stereotypical behavior one year later for both girls and boys, and especially for those children whose parents reported they often talked to their children about media content in general. And by female gender stereotypical behavior, we're talking about preferring stereotypically feminine toys, such as dolls, and engaging in stereotypically feminine behaviors, such as playing house or engaging in quiet play rather than rough and tumble play. We also found that preschool boys who watched Disney princess media and whose parents talked to them frequently about media content had higher body image and engaged in more pro-social behavior one year later. So these findings revealed some potential benefits, princess engagement for boys, but perhaps only for those whose parents frequently talk to them about what they're seeing on the screen. So fast forward five years to our follow-up study, and the participants were age 10, and our findings look a little different. In contrast to our earlier findings, we did not find an association between princess engagement during the preschool years and adherence to female gender stereotypes at age 10. In fact, we saw something perhaps even more interesting. When participants were age 10, we asked them about their endorsement of something called hegemonic masculinity or toxic masculinity. And hegemonic masculinity is typified by physical aggression, denial of weakness, homophobia, lack of emotions, and really rejection of anything feminine. So it's considered an extreme distortion of traditional masculinity. And we found that princess engagement five years earlier during the preschool years was associated with lower levels of hegemonic masculinity among the boys and girls in our sample, as well as more progressive attitudes about women among girls in the sample. We also found that princess engagement in preschool was associated with higher levels of body image for boys and girls, especially for those coming from lower income homes. And this finding was really unexpected and counter to our hypotheses, which predicted a negative impact of princess culture on body image given the prevalence of thinness and beauty in Disney princesses. So overall, we found that the research for the most part did not provide any evidence validating common parental concerns about princess culture, including some of my own concerns. <laughs> and then in fact, there was evidence of several positive outcomes associated with engaging in princess culture. Wow, that is so interesting. And I think it's just a testament that you redid the study and were able to come out and say our hypothesis was incorrect because I think that doesn't happen enough in science. So it's just amazing to hear. I would have thought like you that it would have a negative effect. That's very interesting. And I certainly I believe that when I had, was a parent of young children and really kept them away from Disney princesses, and that concern was not really warranted. <laughs> well, that's good to hear because I'm not actively keeping my daughter away or pushing it either way, but at least it gives me some peace of mind. <laughs> yes. Given these studies, what advice would you give to parents or grandparents who have kids that are obsessed with princesses? 
Is there any advice that you would give them to either be aware of or to not worry about? Yeah, that's a, a really good question. First, I would emphasize that obsessions with Disney princesses, especially in the preschool years, is very normal and should not be a cause for concern. Even though Disney princesses are often highly gendered, there's nothing inherently wrong with expressing femininity and engaging in gendered behavior. It can potentially be problematic for girls if they believe their opportunities in life are limited by these ideas about gender or if they actively avoid activities in order to conform to gender expectations. So parents should look out for that in their children. But again, there's nothing inherently wrong with expressing femininity. And overall, the results of our research indicate that most young children are not internalizing these very narrow and restrictive norms about gender, at least not in the long term. Also, caregivers should realize that Disney princesses are changing over time. And today, they're much less likely to be gendered than earlier generations of Disney princesses. More contemporary Disney princesses, such as Mulan and Moana, for example, are less stereotypically feminine than older princesses that some of us might recall, such as Cinderella and Snow White. So this is good news that Disney seems to be changing their princesses. I think what's really important for all children, but especially for children obsessed with princesses, is for them to also be exposed to models, both in the media and in their own lives, that challenge gender stereotypes by displaying a variety of both masculine and feminine behaviors and traits. So the children are seeing a wide range of possibilities for all individuals, regardless of their gender. I think it's also important for caregivers to engage children in discussions about the characters that they idolize in an age-appropriate way. So you, know, you can ask a child, what do you like about this character? What's appealing about her? Are there things that she does that you don't like? Parents can also take advantage of opportunities to challenge what they're seeing on the screen. I remember saying things like, don't you think it'd be really hard for a princess to ride a horse in a dress? Like, shouldn't she be wearing pants? They can also highlight for children examples of counter stereotypes that they see, such as, wow, did you notice how strong she is and how she saved herself in that movie rather than waiting for a man to save her? Finally, I, I want to point out that the associations between princess engagement and lower endorsement of toxic masculinity was a surprising and really positive finding. I think it was fabulous that our research showed that Disney princesses may be providing really important counter messages to the abundance of hyper-masculine messages that are portrayed in children's media. And similarly, this finding of increased pro-social behavior among preschoolers who engage with princesses and, and higher body image at age 10 should be really reassuring for parents who are concerned about their children's obsession with princess culture. And with regards to Disney princess culture, as with any media, our role as caregivers is to help children take the best from it and leave the rest. And this isn't an easy task, but it's my hope that research like this can help parents with that. I think all of that is great advice. We will definitely be following future studies as well, as I'm sure many of our listeners are going to follow up on your current study and just find out more information. But this has been extremely informative and interesting. I find it fascinating. I think whether you have kids or not, to just think of the princess culture, since it's something that, you know, has been around since all of us were young. But thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us and share your study results and the princess culture. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. 
Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure to subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Join us for new episodes every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.